What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Pipe It Up podcast, episode 12 of this thing. I'm um, Kyle Schultz, alongside with Daniel Schultz. Once again, how are you doing, Dan? I'm doing good, thank you. Filling in another week, another week of quarantine, another week of filling in for Ryan and Drew. Uh, but we got a lot to get into in this podcast. It's going to be a great podcast. We've got a lot of good topics for you. We're going to cover the draft. We just had the draft video, Dan. Did you see that? Yes, I did. It was nice. What did you think of that draft vid? It's pretty funny, honestly. And it was good. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get into all, that, uh, all the analysis on that. A bunch of other topics, but uh, cue the intro. Well, Dan, it's April 15th, 2020. And it's snowing outside in Michigan. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here, honestly. Well, I mean, at this point, living in this state, this godforsaken state for 21 years, nothing surprises me. No. It's unreal yeah. what we see out here on a daily basis, on a monthly basis. You know, it, it never really shocks me to see a blizzard. Yeah, you tomorrow, can call that tomorrow in be April. sunny, the next day snowing again. It's It's never the same. It really isn't. Um, so we got a lot to get into this podcast, you know, we, I just mentioned it, but we, we just held our first ever draft and we put out the video. Um, so obviously the draft is like, you know, over a month ago, it was like early March. Cause we talked about it a lot on the podcast, but the video finally came out. It's got a well reception on YouTube. People love it. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited for the kids that got drafted cause they've been coming to a lot of our MLW events now for some time and they're finally getting their time to shine in the videos and upcoming in the, in the summer league. So that was kind of my first thought. I was like really happy for them to finally get that recognition and for the fans to finally like see their highlights and what they're going to be able to bring to the league. Um, so what were your thoughts, I guess, on overall the video? Did you like the vid, Dan? Yeah, I thought it was really uh, well edited and it was pretty funny, some of the some of the moments we had. But yeah, I'm hoping uh, some of the draft picks will, you know, spice up the league a little bit. Maybe, especially the Gators, the Diamondbacks, hopefully they'll move up in the standings. It'll be more competitive, hopefully. Right, right. Uh, so before we get into the, I'm going to go, I think we should do like draft analysis, like one through eight, like our honest opinions on like each guy yeah, yeah, and yeah. like what they bring to the team. But first I want to get to the follower of the week. As you guys know, the follower of the week, we pick some random person on our Instagram account at pipe it up MLW and they get a little shout out. So the, f- the follower of the week this week is Adam.Anderson4. He said this is the first podcast he's listened to and he loves it. So shout out to Adam. Let's go. All right. So draft analysis. Pick number one was the Great Lakes Gators. Brendan young, Jorgensen. Yeah, young man Brendan Zerlag picked Brendan Jorgensen to the team. Uh, I thought it was a very good pick. Um, Jorgensen, we saw him in the summer, um, and you could tell he's just a whiffler. I th- and he's he's told me he practices a lot. He I think he made his own strikes on his backyard, so, so getting the reps in is not a problem with him. Um, I think... He'll obviously take a lot of innings for the Gators, so he'll learn a lot right away. Um, so that's definitely one of the strengths is that he adds a lot of depth to their pitching and hitting. I'm just kind of wondering how how immediate he's going to make an impact, like how immediate he's going to be, you know, around the zone, striking people out, not walking people, because even the best in the best of the best in our league will have walk spurts, and that'll, that'll lead to you know like three, four runs in an inning, and next thing you know, you lose. Yeah, I think for all the draft picks, there's going to be a, a little bit of a learning curve, you know. You know, the, for especially for pitching, you know, the zone is smaller than I thought a, a lot of people think, I think. Yeah. And it's just a, it's going to take a little bit for them to, you know, get around to that, I think. And I thought it was funny. Number two pick was Jimmy Norp, and he had a ton of highlights in the video, so everybody's like, the Gators should have got Norp. Like, they're going to regret that. But I'm, I'm happy for the Diamondbacks and Gavin. Um, again, another kid who's very dedicated, really nice kid. 
can do a lot on the mound. Um, as you guys saw in the video, that we cap we captured a lot of his like pitches, like the slider, riser, drop, even a uh, knuckleball. Um, so I think he he again. I'm not sure what their pitching situation is, but he's another guy that can come in and make an impact right away, and you know, be a impactful player in this league. Because um, he's been he's been probably the most dedicated out of any of those draft picks. Because we've seen him for like three years now. Yeah, I think I think Norp or and Jorgensen they both could have went one or two. Yeah. Uh, I think they they're both good on both sides of the ball, pitching and hitting. Pitching for sure. They both have arsenals. It's just a question of will they be able to be impactful right away in the league. It might take them some time. I think Jimmy can hit too, right? He can hit pretty well. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're both good on both sides of the ball. Didn't they play you guys in the 2018 Wiffle in the Mitten? I think they yeah. be- they beat you, dude. Was that our first tournament? Ever? Yeah, yeah. They, I don't know. It wasn't our first tournament ever. It no, was our first one in Michigan. I think we. I don't remember if we beat them, but they, I mean, I remember they were. Well, I know. No, no. You played them in the pool play, which in which you lost, and then you played them in the bracket, which you beat them. Okay. And that team had Nick Saylor too, who was my pick. Yeah, yeah. At three, that'll lead us into the next pick. Nick Saylor, dude, that kid can hit. Yeah, this is your guy. Yeah, I know, dude. I from r- right away in that in the winter league, like in a uh, secret, like the guy that uh, Drew was talking about, like months ago, the the guy he had he uh, he had his eye on, that was Nick Saylor. So I was very happy to get him at three because I know if I didn't get him there, like he would have been probably the next pick. Yeah, easily. I, I knew I wasn't gonna get him, so I was more yeah, looking yeah. about. To for my for my pick, I was more looking for who 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 could drop that far and who'd be a steal at that far. I remember when we played them in the winter league, so we had a we had a MLW team in the winter league, but we didn't we didn't put our team into the tournament bracket because we didn't want to win it. We wanted somebody else to have a chance to win the title. But when we played them in the pool play, and instantly, I remember you coming over to me after he hit a bomb off you and like and you're like this kid's good like this kid can hit yeah th- he's definitely the best uh, on the hitting side of the ball he's definitely got a nice baseball swing i think he can be impactful right away he i think he plays like club baseball no he plays for schoolcraft baseball it's a small college around detroit so he's definitely not you know like yeah you you could tell he's got a nice swing yeah so. he's not foreign to the wiffle ball game and he's got a great classic baseball stroke so he'll be good on my team yep number four was jason chadwick i was kind of mad because i didn't capture a lot of this kid's highlights on video so people on the comments and stuff they're getting like the false like notion that he wasn't like he could possibly be like a bust but like i simply just like was running around with cameras and i remember like literally two or three instances where he hit home runs and then I panned the cam- the camera over late, and it was like only a celebration. But I just want the fans to know, like this kid is just as good as the other members of the Trenton Trains. You know, definitely worthy of a top five pick. But I'm excited for the Magic because he's an all around player, and he'll show up, which is what the Magic need at this point, honestly. Yeah, I really thought anybody or th- all the players on the Trenton Trains, you know, were respectable players and will make some sort of impact in the league. I I firmly believe that. Right, right, right. Um, let's keep going through this five. Is Trevor Bonham? Um, you know, again, Trenton trains player and he fits the mold of Midwest, the Midwest Mallards organization very well. Um, I, I know Tommy's really excited about him. Uh, word from him is that he should be the number two, um, pitcher for, uh, on their team. And Tommy, I, I had a nice long phone call with Tommy about his roster, dude. He's loaded. He's got so many guys in his system that he wants to either play or have his subs or I guess you could call them like minor leaguers in the Mallard organization. So he's loaded. Um, but that kind of got me thinking, and he he was thinking this as well. Like, if if some of his guys aren't gonna play, he might as well try to dish them. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. Like, I, he's gonna have to make some big decisions for sure, and he's gonna have to test out some players, kind of like he did last year. But yeah, I'm not sure. I guess Bonham would have to be his number two. 
yeah, he, for pitching. He's a lot like Noah, actually. Like, uh, you can hit the contact, hit the power, hit for power. Um, you know, just athletic kid, pretty fast on the base path. So he could, he could, uh, you know, do some damage. So if you had to predict, what what would you say their their Mallard lineup will be come predict come playoff time? Yeah, playoff time. Okay, so this is what I wanted to talk about with you. We could get into it a little bit later when we're done with the draft analysis. But like, how the MLW managers are going to have to like operate their rosters this year is going to be so strategic and yeah. different than what we've seen in because previous all years. the rosters are bigger now. All the rosters are bigger, so you have many options of what how, of how you want to lay out your lineup, and then it's been well documented that the smaller lineups like three-man lineups in the playoffs work better so it's like do we want to do you know j- only three in the playoffs maybe bring a guy off the bench to pitch in game two but still like you have like all your players there but still only play three you could do a pinch hitter you could do a pinch runner it's gonna be very interesting interesting to see because um, yeah with the expanded roster size it's not like we're expanding the minimum level of mi- the minimum number of players playing at, uh, in a game at once so that's still three and the max is still five on a roster in a batting order. So, you know, it's going to be cool to see from all these managers who it's going to be the first time they've had, you know, this opportunity to do that. Yeah, especially for my team, you know, I see the same thing. Uh, you know, I liked last year with my three-man got three-man team with uh, me, Neil, and Zach. But, you know, Max Tomalka coming up from the draft, I, I saw him as a pretty good pitcher. And so I wanted him to be maybe a number two threat. But, you know, then we also got Clayton coming back. So I got a lot of decisions to make, too. Right. All right, let's go to number six now. Is Chris Cheatham the uh, Gators traded up to or traded? Yeah, traded back. I guess to say you can to get them. Yeah. Um. You know they swapped picks with the Cobras pick next year, so the Cobras could be could be stacked next year if the Gators per- don't perform <laughs> we'll, well see. this year. I don't, I don't know. I, I thought the fans thought that was funny. Um, I put out a little Instagram post about that, and they said like. It might work. Some kids were thinking know. Drew's a genius, but some were saying he's an idiot. Yeah. But we'll see. Time will tell. We'll see. But Chris Cheatham, uh, I said it in the video too, but he was like a steal, dude. He Yeah, he is. He's got a he's got a from what I remember, he's got a cannon of, as an arm. He yeah. he throws some heat. Honestly, like he's a good pitcher, from what I remember. He easily could have gone four three yeah. four yeah. four or five. But I'm uh didn't Bonham and the Mallards had a pretty good connection, right? Yeah, so yeah. Bonham was a Bonham was a Mallards fan, and Tommy loved that. So, so that was like kind of like why Tommy. So that's why he slipped a little bit to I, six. That's why I think so. Okay. And then I think Chadwick could like maybe hit a little bit better than Trevor, but but like honestly, like all those Trenton kids are like the same. <laughs> like yeah. they all do, they yeah. all do everything pretty well. Like, yeah. It could like it's so like I, interchangeable. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, they're happy Jorgensen and yeah, yeah, Cheatham yeah. to play together on the Gators. That'd exactly. Be, that'd that's, be fun to that's watch. That's huge for them. Yeah. And then real quick, seven and eight. Seven was your pick, uh, Max Tamalka yep. to the Eagles, and then eight was James Swanson. A couple kids, they're on the same team. They're from Bloomfield Hills, Bloomfield Hills Michigan. Uh, a couple of young kids. I think they were like sophomores or juniors in high school. Um, but they're obviously, you know, baseball history. They obviously know how how to play with. They they threw like risers and, and drops and all that. So I think you'll be That'll be a good addition for you. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, hopefully Max can support us in the pitching staff. I'm curious to see how he he will do in the hitting side. But yeah, I definitely got some big decisions to make come the season. <laughs> and a uh, little note on Swanson. I thought that was so funny how he fits so perfectly into their yeah, mold. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I again, I mentioned that in the video too. But he just fits their personality of getting. The- it's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. 
Adidas. Hype. Yeah. Not taking everything too serious. So that was like a perfect uh, pick in my mind and yep. a, a grade A pick for sure. Yeah. All right. So let's get into a a non-wiffle ball topic, Daniel. Something that's been... Actually, let, let's get... Hold on. First note is that the pod podcast name... Like the core name. Oh yeah, what is it? We're in the final. We're in the final four oh, right now. I voted. Okay, I didn't know if it was final yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, the the results are like still going, but it looks like just guys being dudes is going to be facing off against Pod Squad in the championship. Dude, I didn't vote for any of those. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I voted for two piped up, and what was the other one against just guys? Um, uh, whatever the other one. Pipe was. it up, pack. Yeah. I, I voted so for at the that. time you're listening to this, uh, the championship is probably going to be out there. So look out for that on our Instagram story, and you got to vote. Because we're making shirts, and it's going to be on the shirt, and you want to be a part of that. I feel like, I don't know, Pod Squad seems a little generic to Pod me. Pod Squad? I mean, it's... Drew told me, like, this wasn't even... I think it was... Whose idea was it? Was it my idea? To do what? Pod do Squad? I think it was Pod Squad. I think... I don't know. I, like, put it out there. No, you, like... And uh, Drew was like, people are going to vote for that, because it sounds like the Vlog Squad. And I was like, that's not... That wasn't even my intention. <laughs> it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good. I just feel like we're not the first ones to make that, but I don't know. Yeah. All right, should we should we bring him in, Dan? Who? Oh yeah, we have a we have a <laughs> guest here on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to welcome you to the podcast, Brendan Schultz, an original member of MLW. Hey everybody, how you doing? How are you doing, Brendan? I'm doing pretty good. I can't believe Daniel forgot that I'm gonna be here. I'm sitting right next to him. I am your brother, yeah. but that's okay. So Brendan Schultz, um, you know, original player back when we had five players in our league back in the fall of 2009. Um, I think one story you wanted to bring up to me before the podcast was, so you were the, you were the Eastern Eagles manager back in from '09 to whatever 2014. So you were managing Daniel Schultz and Rachel Coggan, a couple of seven year olds. How was that? I distinctly remember one game. This is back when I was the pitcher regularly. Daniel was really little, and so he didn't have his pitching down. I had a a nasty spike curve. So if you look back at the old videos, pretty nasty. Led the league in K's. It also helped that our strike zone was on the ground, so this pitch would like yeah. drop to the to the to the bottom to the floor, and yep. it would get a strike almost every time. So it's I was our lead deadly. pitcher back then, um, but that left Daniel and Rachel in the outfield, and uh, I distinctly remember there was this one time that I got a fly ball. And I think the game would have ended. Uh, Tommy hit a fly ball, and it lands right between them, and it wasn't like a hard hit ball. It was no, like up dude. in the air, and they collided. The worst thing about those 2010 Eagles teams, 2011, was that they just had no sense of communication. It was just a toxic organization. I remember one time a fly ball was going right to Rachel. Daniel ranged over from right field all the way over to like left, <laughs> collided into Rachel, and the ball just dropped right in front of him. And before you know it, me and Tommy are just rounding the base path, scoring runs, mercying them. Yeah, it happened a lot. So I honestly <laughs> don't know why you guys didn't quit. Like, what was the motivation for you guys to keep coming back out there on their field? We we played 22 games that regular season, and we won 19. I mean, we played in our front yard. It was pretty <laughs> – it wasn't that far of a trip. Like, was there any point for you as the manager where you're like, this is just stupid, I don't feel like playing? <laughs> well, I'd go out there kind of expecting to lose. Like, most days I'd That's wake up – That's probably not a good sign. I'd go – like, I'd wake up, you'd wake me up, and say, Brenda, we're playing wiffle ball, and then I would stroll yeah. outside, and you'd have it all set up, and we'd start playing. And I Honestly, yeah, it was, it was, like, pretty, like, casual like that, honestly. But then I remember there was one game that inspired me to play for like at least another couple games. Cause oh, it wait, was, can I guess? Go for it. It was the final game of the 2010 regular season. I think so. I The game you won one nothing. 
Yeah. Yeah, you won one nothing off a solo home run off Tommy, and that was the final game. Wait, you guys won. You had a two game winning streak then, because game one of the World Series, you guys won that too. No, I don't. I, actually, I don't know if it's the same one we're talking about then, because I do remember that. But yeah, I'm talking, that was like the highest point of your organization in the early stages. No, what, what game thinking, are you talking about? I'm thinking about the time that Tommy threw a no hitter, but I threw a one hitter, and we still won. Because Tommy walked in for or walked four people in a row, so he walked in a run. We won one nothing. That might have. Do you think that was not on video? It might have been before. Because that was folks. There's so many good games, long, long so many ago. good moments out there that just weren't filmed, like weren't on video. Like I got to remember too. This is in our front yard, so even if we weren't playing official games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tommy Rachel would come over. Oh, we just have so many diving catches and sick plays yeah. and stuff like that too. Um. So one thing, one thing that I thought was interesting, I actually haven't heard the uh, answer because you wanted to hold off until you said it on the podcast was the origin of the Eastern Eagles name. So how did that name come about back in 2009? (laughs) All right. So as a warning, you're probably going to slap me because you're going to hate this, but why? Oh, just, just hear me out. So you had your name first, I think we we decided we wanted to make uh, more official names. I think you wanted like team logos to go with each of us because it was decided pretty early on. I I wanted something super simple, like West versus East or like AL versus NL, but yeah, Something so I think like I think you had the Wildcats. You wanted to be Western Wildcats, and I was like, "Well, Eastern makes the most sense." And at the time, I was really involved in Boy Scouts. Oh God, I know. I told you, and uh, well, that makes sense. You're an Eagle Scout, right? Yeah, but that yeah, wasn't that's, uh, that's a tough feat. I will say it's a very tough you. feat. Yeah, it was. If there's any scouts out there? Let a us long know. time in the in the making. So but that was, that was your reason for just not the Eagle Scout. My like when you're in a troop of Boy Scouts, you're broken to like groups like patrols. Oh, patrol did you guys name. were a little patrol. We were the Golden Eagle Patrol. Wow. And so I was like, wait, I wait, wanted to wait, be. Get Daniel's input. We had to be Eastern. Get Daniel's input on that. What do you feel about that? Dan? I think that's fine, but I think it'd been it might have been cooler to be the Golden Eagles. But I mean, it doesn't really sound as good. No, it does the Eastern not sound Golden Eagles, but that's horrible. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. It just sounds. I like I like the nickname Golden Eagles. So yeah, that, that's like the that's the origin for the Eagles name, Boy Scouts. Yeah, that's I actually brought, something I, I didn't know. Golden Eagles to you, and then you said no, it needs to be E E or something like that. You wanted it to match your name, so then you helped shorten it to Eastern Eagles, and that's dude. Really that kind of got me thinking about like the the state of the state of the league back then, and like the kind of stuff we did. Do you remember taking stats on the little note cards with like a little like <laughs> tiny pencil, like <laughs> yes. no scorecard, no scorebook or anything? It was literally just like. I'd come back to the bench and I'd be like, Tommy, what'd you do? Single home run? Like, they're probably so off, dude. (laughs) Like, we probably messed up so many times, but, like, we tried to make it as good as we can. We didn't have any scorebooks or anything, but I'm happy we did start taking stats from the beginning. That's, like, honestly, one of the coolest parts about, like, our league is that you can go back to any year, any game, see the entire box score, entire scorebook of that game, and that all stems from us writing on these little tiny note cards on on the bench on our little little, uh, dugout over there in the left side of the field. Yeah, you've been dedicated to that for years even before we really did the videos you'd uh record every single game you put them online yeah all the stats and everything because growing up you were huge into the stats and everything oh uh, yeah for I, players I, and i for think that's like a, everything it's relatively easy if you know how to keep a, st- a stat book and like putting them into the website is like easy and it just goes a long way and it makes your league look that much more professional especially like if you guys are starting out right now i recommend leaguelineup.com they have free sites and they have pro sites but a free option is more than more than good enough for you guys if you want to get into started and doing that and form a form a website for your league and include stats and everything. So that's on a the, pretty interesting story on your uh, on that topic. Do you want me to tell you why we picked the Eagles logo? The well, I know it's the old Southern Mississippi logo. Yeah. 
But it's like altered. It's blue and yellow as opposed to black and yellow. Yeah, yeah. Why? Did you like Southern Miss? No, because back then... On like NCAA 10 or something? No, no. Back then, I used to make chalk drawings for the big games. So like if we had... Yeah, OGs will remember game, that. The opening day, I would make a big chalk drawing on our driveway. And one of the original, maybe like 2010, 2011... Uh, you had your logo, and so I drew I drew that, and then I was like, "How am I gonna draw an eagle?" Because we didn't really have it solidified, so I just Googled an eagle. Oh, it was just like the easiest to draw. It was the easiest to draw. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> All right, that is how you have your modern day Eastern eagles, Dan. How do you feel? It, about no, that's that? interesting. Yeah, I actually I actually like the logo. It's like simple, but it's still. And we've had alternate logos, like when we had the the Did ro- you? when we had the blue jerseys. We had the oh, I guess yeah. We had the well, other yeah, the, ye- yellow eagle. Yeah, sometimes the jerseys will have like a slightly different like logo. But I don't then. know. It it just looks nice to me. Just the blue and yellow pops, and yeah, it definitely does. I don't know. You know, I want to ask you something that you brought up earlier to me. Is that you're trying to figure out your senior quote? Oh yeah. So are you brainstorming it right now? What are your options? What I mean, I don't have to do it, but like the deadlines today, if I want to do like the so senior, you have to do the it. senior <laughs> packet, senior quote. No, yeah. I don't think I did one. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Honestly, I, I know Tommy did something SpongeBob related. That's what I'm thinking. I'm either thinking like SpongeBob, The Office. Are you gonna fam- do it Corona Family related? Guy. I could, but I, I don't know. Honestly, I'm still thinking about it. If anybody's got any ideas, feel free to hit me up. Yeah, hit him up on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Give him some senior quote ideas. Yeah. Maybe you could re- make it related to Pipe It Up, Dan, or Whiff. Maybe. It's, I, that's I do, what people know you for. I do think the uh, the coronavirus would be something just because it's, you know, it's never happened. Give so. me an estimate. There's probably, what, like 100, no, 500 people in your class? Yeah. How many people of those 500 know about you in Wiffle Ball? Uh, what do you mean, by, like, know about just, like... Like, they know that you're a Wiffle Ball player. Uh, probably, maybe, I'm thinking like 25 to 50%, not that much. Jeez, that, that's a huge number, Dan. That's a good portion. Well, I'm just thinking what like. about teachers? Not that much. I, I like a few. Really? Yeah, like I, I know a couple, but not, not nearly. I feel like people would think it'd be more, but it's not that much. Wait, guys, I have a little funny TikTok I saw, and it's going to bring about a memory that you guys probably have never thought about in 15 years. What? So you guys ready for this? Yeah. Four four words to unlock a memory you never thought you had. Here it goes. <laughs> Jump rope for a heart. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> Brennan remembers that. Do you remember that, Brennan? Oh, God. That was a lot. Was- elementary school yeah i know do you remember that though when they'd hand out a a jump rope to every elementary school kid and they'd say go and then like you just have to be the last one standing it's like a (laughs) free-for-all it was insane and you won like awards i think if you were the last one standing yeah you were much better at that than i was dude elementary school gym class was so hype do you remember elementary there's nothing better uh, than picking off like a eight-year-old girl for a pick six and going 70 yards the other way (laughs) and thinking you were the best and going d1 hey you also played uh, football on the playground like every yeah day. oh so my i'd play up. i'd play all the sports dude like football i played soccer tag you know four square elementary school recess dude that was the best did you ever do the toe token thing yeah i did do the toe token thing the mileage club yeah i wonder if anybody remembers that or i wonder if they discontinued that in like the 2000s i, I actually looked it up because i had all those like little tokens laying around so I was like, wow, like, I wonder, like, how this even started. And I think it was, like, some initiative by, like, some health group in, like, the 90s and it went throughout the 2000s. But I think it was, like, I don't know how they forced these or how they motivated us as kids to do this because we were literally just running around the playground for these little 
these little like what do you like I don't plastic know, plastic feet. feet? Yeah, to like I don't even know. So you can flex on the other on the other kids. I well, guess that's like the, literally the what it was for. Thing back then, because you'd get a little chain of them and you could wear them as like a bracelet or as yeah. whatever. And it was just like how much you'd ran, and it was for anyone that doesn't know. This is like a they made a little course around the outside of the playground, and like looking back, it's. How far would you say it is? It's well, not it's very far. it was four it was four laps for a mile, so I mean it's probably oh, just like a generic length. track length. And like if you finished, I think it was like four laps, then they gave you a little token. It was like a little plastic. It was like child labor. Token. I don't know why we agreed to that. It was it was getting you exercise. It was fun sometimes. Damn, what were you doing at elementary school recess? Gooning? I would say I honestly I did the toe tokens too. Sometimes I did four square. Sometimes Dude, think about how tag. Gross, gross that was back in. There was two recesses in elementary school, and you come out running just miles, and you go back in the yeah. class and you're teaching you fractions without shower. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta like sit there and you're all. In it your was sweat. fun though, cause yeah, you could flex that you're sp- sprinting all yeah, that way. That's yeah, I true. Don't know. Dude, elementary school is so fun, man. Did you guys ever get put on the wall in elementary school? I feel like one time. Oh. I also. Yeah. Do you guys remember when they would flip your card? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I was, I probably only got my card flipped, like, twice, but it was only to yellow, not red. Only the bad kids would get their card flipped oh, to red. There was some bad kids that would have it And it was always for the, the stupidest reason, because I'd be, like, laughing at my buddy's joke too hard. <laughs> and they'd be like, you're too loud, and they'd flip my card to yellow. I, again, this is another instance where I'm like, I know I'm, like, seven to eight to even more years older than the kids that are listening to this. So I want to know from them, like, is this still around? Like, was this still around for you guys in your your uh, elementary schools? Because these are, like, some of the deepest memories I have from elementary school. It's kind of funny to hear. Those are, like, scarring times. Because if you're put on the wall, that means you couldn't play at oh, recess. Oh, yeah, dude, five on the wall, dude. Oh, I hated that. That's, that, that's like, traumatic stuff right there. Now, granted, having we weren't in trouble. Having to stand there on ever, the wall but... watching the rest of your friends out there having fun, enjoying recess, that's, like, that's horrible. Especially because the wall was right in front of Foursquare, so if you wanted yeah, to Foursquare, you couldn't. Like, imagine, like, the Squidward meme when he's looking out at SpongeBob and Patrick having fun behind his window, like, not being able to go. That was that was it. Oh, I cried one time, because I was only on the wall, like, once or twice, and I remember I was so upset about it. Dan, ever been on the wall? <laughs> I, I'm just remembering this one time, and actually, if you guys remember, uh, my buddy Campbellou was in the league. Oh, yeah, uh, he had a short stint. Uh, it was funny. I think it was in first grade. Uh, I think he was talking or he was doing something, but my teacher thought it was me, so I had to flip my card. Like oh, I got. Oh, so did I, you tell on him? So I got no. So I got in trouble. Whoa, that's <laughs> a big time move from Dan so Schultz. I, so I got in trouble, but, and uh, but it was really his fault, dude. It was Cam like, dude? I'm so sorry. I, owe <laughs> I don't, you one, bro. I don't remember, but I think I just accepted it. I think I was just really sad. Dude, that's bro code, man. Yeah, you're sad. He was my buddy, so. But yeah, that 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 goes way back. You accepted the blame way back. That is that's an amazing. I was story, super you mad though. A of some sort. No, I was super mad. I still remember that. The worst is when you'd have. This is probably when you get a little bit older. But when you have like the the pizza parties, and they the teachers would hold that over you the entire year. It'd be the worst. You'd be like, guys, if you keep this up. No pizza, yeah. no pizza party in May, or like the Christmas party. And then you'd be like, "Dang it!" There'd like, always be there'd always be like a holiday party. Christmas in party that was where you best. like made cookies. I wonder if everybody did that. Like, we everybody bought in like you make cookie a, mix. You made a reef out of trash, white trash bags. You made a reef. I didn't do that. Uh, we did that. We like would always grade. just have like in fourth, third, fourth grade, just have like a holiday party. We also had Halloween parties. That was that was insane. Yeah, Halloween as a kid was so fun. 
Yeah, but now not anymore. Really, you don't. No, nah, I'm just no, not yeah. much of an event anymore. Now it's just especially because like, it's going on during school, and usually it's on a week week night. You so pass like, out the candy at, at home, Dan? No. Nah. <laughs> so what you what do you you just I don't do now? it. It's just a regular day for me now. And that's kind of sad. Exactly. What's okay? Yeah, that's interesting. All right, let's go on to the next topic. Um, let's go to a fan question from E W L with. Let me bring it up on the Pipe It Up MLW Instagram account. Dan, pass the time while I find this thing. Uh, I'll let Brennan talk because he hasn't gotten too much time. Oh, I don't know what to talk about. Uh, You guys were talking about elementary school. Do you remember the fall fests they used to have? Yeah, it was dope. Getting all the gold. My favorite was the goldfish, and I, I think came home with like 13 goldfish one time. And then we also had those guppies that we got in like first grade. Those were another great ones, Dan. Do you remember uh, the one event at Fall Fest uh, at our elementary school where you did like you uh, went in a cakewalk, cir- cakewalk where you yeah, went yeah. in a circle and then if they called your number, yeah, you, you got a, a free cake. cake, dude. I would literally go there. Yeah, people would just do that in the entire. Four I would hours. stay in that line for three hours until yeah. I got a cake, and honestly, I think I won like a couple times. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, oh, I do remember that. Like I said, I was more in the. I think you were there. I was over at the Goldfish place, and then I don't know where Kyle was at. I don't know. Fall Fest. I don't. You might not have gone. Those weren't your things. No, I love those things. What are you talking? You about? were probably at like the haunted house. Remember the haunted house? Yeah, I was at pissed. the at the music. Yeah, I was pissed, place. dude. Because like the, the haunted house, the kids get to they, the kids got to run like a haunted house every Halloween, um, in the portable classroom. I don't even know if they have. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if they have portables anymore, but that's what they called them. And like all the fifth, so our elementary school is uh, first through fifth grade, and the fifth graders would always run it. The big bad fifth graders. Oh, so you're always mad? No, I was mad because I was a I was a fourth grader when our school st- our school structure changed in our community. So you, so you so wanted they, to, so no no okay. no. So what they did was instead of uh, elementary school being first to fifth, they made it first to fourth. So that was my last year of elementary school, and I didn't even know it. So that next summer, I was going into that next fall, I was going into middle school, fifth grade. In a, in a school with older kids, so I never got the chance to run the haunted house, and I was pissed. What did you want to do in the haunted house? I don't know. Be the guy, like, <laughs> jumping out at people. It's so sick. I guess. It'd be kind of weird, honestly, but... Dude, that was, like, that was like what I looked forward to, like, as a young first grader coming into Hawkins Elementary. I'm trying to think of other uh, games they had. Like, didn't they have, like, uh, they had, like, a mini golf one. They had one with, like, the rubber ducks where you, like, bop the... What's that called? Where you bop the... <sighs> I don't know, Dan. You know what I'm talking about? I don't remember that. Oh, like Apple. Apple yeah, Bob, Bob for apples. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. It was cool. All right. I got th- I got the fan question up here. This comes from EWL Whiff. Big fan. What has been the best and worst experiences while playing wiffle ball? Best and worst? Okay, yeah. well, worst. There's a lot of worst. Uh, <laughs> you'd have to go wait. You'd have to go back in time. Honestly, I wouldn't even put last year's loss just because. No, that wasn't even that bad. It was still a good season. I would go I would go more so back in time to the early days. You know, all those walk off home runs. Dude, from how many the Wildcats. Time, how many times did you like lose so a game many. and then come in and cry? I used to, dude. Cause yeah, it, like all the time. It, it, it was always the night games too, and that blood was really boiling, dude. Yeah, it was always the big night game and it was the <laughs> the brother rivalry. Oh, uh, dude. And we'd be in it the whole game, and then you guys would hit, like, a walk-off home run, and it would just even, be over. Would I talk trash to you after the games? Like, I don't know. You would talk trash before and during. <laughs> really? Yeah, and then... I don't even remember that. So I'd get really heated up, and then well, we'd, I think we'd wh- lose in a big moment. Well, honestly, moment. I, think, I think you hated Brendan more than our team. Like, I, I feel like you hated how the team was run. No, I, don't, I wouldn't say that. 
I don't know. I feel like we, we were should... just bad in general. You guys like, were bad in literally every Daniel single Rachel level. Think like Bad News Something Bears. Like There's a bunch of kids who've never played organized baseball in their lives. They're barely old enough to walk. Seven years old out there playing against me and Tom. Seasoned veterans out there. No, I think the night games are definitely among the worst memories for me as well. Mostly because we never won a single one. It's, that is true. That's a is that is that still true? Yeah, I don't think we. I think we still wow. have not won a night game. We might have to. We might have to do a night game for the Eagles this year. I think for so long we were just fighting, Folks, fighting for respect, and we never got it. And then eventually we the fought Eastern our way out. Eagles have never won a night game. I remember one time you guys came really close against the Nighthawks. And oh, then, so many. And we, then Scott Brown walk off home run. Uh, one time, twenty fourteen World Series game five. Uh, extra innings. I had a walk off home run. Like I don't know what it is there, about night yeah. games, but that's your curse. There's dude. so many walk. We had. S- I, I want to see that stat. How many walk off home runs have been hit against the Eagles? Oh, uh, that's it's probably a lot. I'd yeah. say between ten and twenty. Yeah, there's been a lot. I feel like. And there's so many that aren't even on video, like in the early days too. Like, yeah. That's actually that's interesting. All right, Dan. Well, we never talked about our best moments. We said oh, the worst. Uh, best wait, moments. Wait, what's my worst moment? Hold on. Maybe like, uh, when you guys—I don't even think it's like performance based. I think it's like the small like pet peeves of running a league. Like, were you mad when we won the 2016 World Series for the not, first time? Not really. I was kind of like happy for you guys. I I just think it's like scheduling difficulties and logistical reasons and yeah. having to coordinate the small stuff and like, you know, people saying they're coming and then the the day comes and like, oh something came up I can't show up so then that causes me to like reschedule something like, that the biggest like. The I mean, it's like it's too like heavy of a thing to say like it's the worst experience but I just I just don't like the no that makes sense. tiny pet peeves but like honestly I don't really care when it, when I come when I think about it um but best experience Dan I'd say best experience well definitely winning the World Series 2016 and then I think just last year's season in general was really fun definitely I think it might have been even more fun than 2016 it was just yeah. a really fun year oh ins- insanely more fun we had a really good regular season so. 2019 is my favorite year ever. Just yeah, the, just the amount of places we went and fans we met and people we were able yeah, to connect yeah. with that knew about us, knew about the videos. Definitely got more national. It was, yep. def- it was just fun, fun experience. Being being able, to, I think being able to meet up with those people in person and talk about you know like when they started watching the videos, who their favorite player is, and stuff like that. How we could have inspired them to, you know, make a field. That's probably the best experience by far. Yeah, and it, so it, that's your best. Experience it's really not too. even close. Yeah, like going to New York and Boston and our Michigan tournament where we got like tons of teams out there, tons of kids. And they're all saying like, you know, I, I play wiffle ball because of you guys like nothing's better than that. Yeah. Brandon, do you have any, uh, best experience or worst experiences? So definitely like that one we were talking about earlier where the super, super early Eagles beat the, the Wildcats when Tommy still threw no hitter. Yeah. That's definitely up there for me. But I honestly, I really love... Is that really your favorite experience? It's up there because I don't have the World Series... Technically, I was on that World Series team. Yeah, but you were back at college, about. right? When right. the World I Series being be played? For, I haven't been to a, a playoff in... Since probably 2014. Yeah. Oh, do you want to underrated moment of your career is? Go for it. 2014. I think it was game three. It was the crazy one of the craziest games we've ever had. It was back and forth with homers and in extras. You hit one of my like sliding risers deep in the left field as a go ahead homer, and you guys went on to win that game. But you you are you have some clutch home runs in the playoffs, dude. I know that's why I'm mad I haven't been here for the playoffs. But I love speaking of home runs. That the other one I wanted to mention is that I really do love our home run derbies because oh, yeah. every now and then I'll just do you know surprisingly. You made well. the finals in 2017. I've made the finals two or three times, I think. Right, which is surprising because like compared to 
like total number of homers every year. I haven't had I've been I've not been in the top four in like seven years. Dude, you're like one of the only people that can say you've hit homers off like some of the legends in this league. Like you homered off Chad Renzi, you homered oh off gosh. me, Tommy Coughlin. Me like, and all I these type, there all was these one dudes. game that me and Alec back when Alec pitched. We each homered off each other like four times in one game. Oh, yeah, because you guys both sucked at yes. pitching. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was probably a written agreement. You guys like, let's just boost our <laughs> stats here. No, it was back when me and... And you're a switch hitter, right? Still? No, God. I used to be a switch hitter. Just only right now? Just only right. I, Your 2011 lefty stroke was pure. I was, yeah, I used to be, when I played community baseball back in the day, back in middle school, I was Selkra. a switch hitter. I had a super long hitting streak because I was... You know, back when no one could throw the ball, I would just get a little dinker to third base and then no one could throw me out at first. And that was, you know, my claim to fame in middle school. But nowadays it's, uh, yeah, righty for me all the yeah, way. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I love where the league is right now, but sometimes I kind of miss where the league was in like 2010 to I 11. I miss being able to go out in the front yard and play wiffle ball. Well, that too. But I, just think of how like informal it was. Where I just literally called up Tommy. I was just like, do you want to do three? Want to play three today? We yeah. just go out there, set up the field, just play three games, put it up on YouTube. No, no, res- not not any huge responsibilities, but I would not trade that for anything because it's led us to where we are now and able to do things like this. Um, give the back mic to Dana. I want to do, I want to bring up a topic that has been pissing us off this week. Okay. Do you have any idea what this could be? I I don't know. College basketball recruiting. Oh, man. Yeah, I should have guessed. Yeah. Dude, give, give the people some context. Another sad day as a Michigan Wolverine was uh, a couple days ago. Two days ago. The worst 12-hour twelve span, 12 hour span of probably the last few months. I'm sure uh, if you're a pretty decent college uh, basketball fan, you probably knew that uh, Michigan got screwed with uh, a couple five stars, uh, seeming that they were interested in the program. Uh, one of them... I don't know if we should name names, but I guess we can. Yeah, we're naming names, Dan. <laughs> what do you think this is? Also, they're not listening to the Pipe It Up podcast. Okay, well, I mean. Jeez, who do you think these people are? Like, we can be mad, but, like, I don't think we should, like. So, here's the deal. I don't think we should, like, totally Josh, get mad, angry at them. Yeah, top 20 commits, both five stars, I believe. Isaiah Todd and Josh Christopher. Isaiah Todd, first, he commits to Michigan. He He's committed for, like, months on months. And then he decommits the day after another kid who has been, like, toying us this entire entire recruiting season you know he, he has all the signs that he's going our way and these he has like all you know like the crystal balls on 247 like 95 percent of them said he was coming to michigan and on like the same day he just ri- both of them just rip our hearts out and say yeah oh i'm going overseas and playing and i'm not going to michigan like the other kid just said that like it just it's like what are they wh- why i don't get it yeah i don't know i mean i feel like recruiting you just never know anymore like to be a recruiting expert, like to me, there's no such thing. You don't know what's going on inside also, their heads. Also, if you're heads. gonna if you're gonna play in Europe in the first place, why would you commit to a school just to I don't know. decommit and he he have mu- ever, all those all that fan base hate you? He t- Isaiah Todd must have been. We don't a- hate these kids. Like I I don't like re- I don't like. We're just mad re- because we I don't know we just support Michigan. So yeah, but just, I, it's kind of yeah. We're it, not we're not really mad at them. It's we're interesting. Just, yeah, I know there's some people out there to like taking it hard. That like why isn't this 17 year old kid committing to my favorite? Higher learning institution for basketball. I, I wonder. It's, like it's not that serious, buddy. Josh, it, it was just kind of interesting, so I wanted to bring it up with you. Josh Christopher's uh, when he decommitted, it must have been the tipping fort for Isaiah Todd. It must have been, I guess. But still, like, dude, the NCAA is a, a great platform to like, grow your brand for that one year before you're gonna go pro. Because these two guys are obviously gonna go pro after one year playing 
um, out of high school. That's the truth. It's like, That's why true. wouldn't you just go to the end? Why wouldn't you just go play for a big name university? Where it doesn't need to be Michigan. It could be Duke or Kentucky or North Carolina. Grow your brand. Have a good year. You know, play in March Madness. Go make the tournament or go make the NBA. Now that all these guys are going to go play overseas for that one year and then they're going to, you know, join the NBA. Nobody's going to know who they are. And they're going to have no brand. There definitely is some costs and benefits of recruiting five stars. You know, one, one year and done guys. Uh, but I don't know. Hopefully we can still uh, coach up these other guys. Are We still have a good recruiting class, so I'm, I'm still happy with where we're at. Yeah. All right. One last fan question, Dan, before we, you know, get to the latter stages of the pod. Episode 12. Uh, this comes from Jake Longman. You know Jake. Oh, yeah. He's on, what's their team? PWL. Uh, PWL, yep. yeah. We've seen Jake a bunch of times over the past couple of years in tournaments. PWL. Yeah, he wants to know the best, what do you think are the best dynasties ever in MLW? Best dynasties? Yeah. I mean, it has to be the Wildcats. Like, yeah. Just but like, from... what, like, three-year span do you think were they the most dominant? Well, I mean, you could honestly do the first three years of the league just because the Eagles were so bad, but... I don't know if that really counts. Well, I, think, I mean, it would. But. Well, you know what I think was the greatest MLW team of all time? Who? 2011 Wildcats. We swept the Cardinals in the World Series. And let me bring up our final record. It was something crazy. Just you and Tommy? Yeah, just me and Tommy. We, dude, we did so good. Okay, here it is. We are 22-3, and three, including playoffs. Swept the Cardinals in the World Series 3-0. You know what I really never thought about? Like, I feel like now it was it's such a disadvantage with only two players in the field. Like, how did you guys manage well, only two players in the field way well, back then? Well, because it was like a... It, Think of it as like an advantage back then. We we saw the pitcher so many times. We'd ha- yeah hitting, but like regularly, we'd have like 11, 12, 13 at bats in a game. But I'm I'm talking. We'd about go like, six for thirteen. That'd be a regular day. I'm talking defensively. Like I feel like they would get well, so many. Like me and Tommy were so good pitchers. Like people never even even put it in play. Even even if you do, like there's no there wasn't really any doubles or triples on that field. Like, yeah. Very rarely was that going to happen. So I, it really didn't matter the amount small. of players yeah. you had in the field. I just wonder if you had that team with a bigger with better hitters and a bigger field nowadays, how much, uh, how how much better you guys would have been, or maybe not, not if if you guys were playing. Oh, that's at, interesting. At the Meadows. Okay. Oh, so you're saying like right now, if you put a team at the Meadows, just me and Tommy. Yeah. Type caliber players. Yeah. Because it <laughs> seems like a big disadvantage nowadays when you only have two players. I think nowadays it would not work, not nearly as well. Yeah, and, and it's just better. We just have better hitters in general, so I don't yeah. know. It's interesting. One thing I, I love about the Meadows is how doubles and triples are, like, not not commonplace, but a lot more likely to happen than at Colts. Yeah. At Colts, it was never a thing. At, the at like, 2016, 17, the final years of Colts Field, you, you'll ne- you'd never see doubles and triples. Home runs, too. I feel like you have to get a hold of it to be a home run. I think the only— what? For I'm just saying, like, it's harder to hit home runs now. Oh, at the Meadows, yeah. I agree. The only there's exception— no, There's no cheap homers. Well, okay. I was gonna say that I had. I think I had one cheap homer. It, Why? It, check swing. Uh, I don't know. I think it was just where I hit. I just hit it smooth off the bat. I didn't hit it super hard, but it was when I had uh against the Mallards in the regular season. Oh. When uh Tommy, when we were down, I think we were down a run Do you or mean down the two run. No, in the regular season, remember uh, the one that was like, over the foul pole. And I, yeah, I just kind of tapped it to left. I think the wind helped you with that. Yeah, one. it might have been windy, but that was the only. I don't know. I didn't hit it super hard. Right, right, right. But it's much more rare. Home runs yeah, nowadays. that's what I was talking. Yeah, we've even had like a bunch of cycles. I hit a cycle in 2018, and then Noah hit one last year. Really? Yeah. And then w- we've seen Warda have a couple triples, I think. Um, and obviously, there's been some big time doubles in the playoffs. 
And defense. We see too. doubles. We see doubles every series now, which is insane. It, it makes defense more important too. Is a big factor. It really does. You don't want like that. The ground at the Meadows is pretty hard, and the ball comes in pretty fast. Like I feel like defense in last year's playoffs was a big thing. Dude, same with. Remember how we ended the World Series, my uh, championship two years ago? Ryan Kelly with the ground ball to the right side. He flipped it right to me. Oh yeah. That's like fundamental play right there. Yeah. Um. All right, other any other dynasties you can think of? Uh, not really. I mean, well, I feel like most World Series champions have been like one and dones. Like yeah, it's been I, a team. And now then, that I think of it, yeah, I think we're the only team that win two or more, right? Like it was us, the Mallards, the Mallards Cardinals, Wildcats. There's been a lot of different teams to win it in the Preds way in the past yeah. past four years. So that's wow, dude. <laughs> this is it's good for the league, really. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Like I, I, I've said this. Time and time again, but I still think this is the most open the league has been, and the most talented the league has been. It's going to be an insane year, um, you know. Whenever we get going here in May, that um, is crazy though. I guess I never really thought thought about that. The last four years we've had a different champion. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is that true? Mallards, Eagles, Wildcats, Predators. Dude, even fifteen. Yeah, fifteen, well, sixteen, seventeen. Fifteen was wild, Wildcats, right? Yeah. So I mean, fifteen so, and. 18 was Wildcats, so I wasn't Yeah, but okay, that, yeah, so but there hasn't been a back-to-back champ since yeah, yeah. Uh, 14 to 15. Wow. Yeah. That's big time. Yeah. So, so not, that's good. Not, not good news for Preds fans out there. So we so now we need uh some of the maybe the Diamondbacks or the Magic or the Gators <laughs> pick up or maybe the Cobras do. Maybe it's the Cobras time. It yeah, could be. It could be the Cobras. Brennan, what are your thoughts on the Cobras this year? We have to ask you. I think we're going to do good. Uh how often do you see yourself coming to the field and playing in a series for them? Well, we're going to find out. Uh, before all this happened, I thought I'd be taking a job in Italy uh, oh, yeah. with uh, all the virus stuff. That's not happening. So you're back so home in Michigan. That's what it's looking like. So I'll be here. Uh, I've been talking to Drew, so I'll play when we're here. But, I mean, I'm excited. I think we still have a, like, a strong set of players, and we just kind of have to establish who's that second pitching arm and how Flynn's going to – it's probably going to be Flynn. How yeah, Flynn's going to do that. Because the biggest thing for us is going to be that Drew can't blow his arm out every game. And then also we have to get some hits. Because, like, that, what, 11-inning game we had was a no-hitter until, like, the Yeah, I'm still, like, mad at you guys for keeping us at the ballpark for that long. Unbelievable how you guys couldn't score a run in 11 innings. Both you, Daniel, you (laughs) and Brandon, both of your teams. I was unbelievable. I was just not seeing the ball. I don't think I got having a me to reschedule a series game. because he couldn't finish more than one game in a day. How dude, dare you, dude? Think? I am not mad. That was one of the best games I've ever played. I'm surprised you're like that was so fun. No, it, I'm I'm saying that, but it was really fun. It made like, it, was it made for great, a really cool video. It was a great game. <laughs> it was Drew. Drew and dude, me but, were both on dude, point. That do you remember game. the amount of times though Drew would walk the bases dude, loaded? Drew, I know that's why. It, and he then got out, out of it. so many jams. So many jams. Like it made us me, so mad. Like you gotta admit that's kind of irritating for us trying to get through a series. I think it was, and we're just like dying for a run. And like four out of the f- four, like probably like four innings in the extra innings, he he walked the bases loaded and got out of it. So it was like super like pointless for him to walk the bases open. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I think it was bases loaded like one out one time. I'm like to my players, I'm like we're not swinging. We're gonna get a walk off walk if we have to win this game. But he still somehow just picks it up. Throws <laughs> heat and just somehow with his crazy pitches, throws strikes to get out of the gym. Bring it back to Brennan. What's it like playing for Drew Davis? Because he's obviously a very up and down manager. He's all over the place. He's very energetic. He's fiery. You know, he's always out there with the eye black and everything and all the theatrics. So, truly, what is it like playing with him as your manager? I love that he's passionate about it. He's crazy, but he's good. So it's like he backs it up. 
he's definitely had a ring about who's played with him. Uh, there's been a few people that have come and gone over the last, what, four or five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this lineup is, is here to stay, and I think we have a solid set of people. Uh, Drew was really excited when I told him a couple years ago I wanted to switch teams because, I, like I said, I was with the Eagles for a while, but I was never here for the playoffs, and I uh, it was definitely not the star of the team. I am not the star of any team. That is Drew's taking, and that is perfectly and fine. You could be a solid bet, honestly, though, behind you know Flynn and Drew. Oh, I plan to be. That's I I is, I don't think I'll be pitching, but if I can get some solid contacts, some solid hits, I think the formula for success for the Cobras this year is obviously if Drew limits the walks. Like that's the case for every uh, all these top pitchers in the league, and when you, when you pair that with Sean Flynn's hitting ability and Andy Duran's athletic ability, and then you showing up whenever you are, you know, if you do a three man lineup where it's Drew, Sean, and Andy, or Drew, Sean, and you, that's honestly pretty solid, and that fits the formula for past champions of that three man lineup that covers all the types of all the all the categories needed to win a championship in terms of defense pitching and hitting so how do you think the pitching looks though because last time sean pitched, he did well but it was also the first time you guys had ever seen him that's true but you know that doesn't mean he can't improve too like he could develop a second pitch and like although people are gonna get around to him like who's to say he can't you know throw a drop in there you know once in a while and, and to you know, compliment that slider of his, but I think that slider, you don't see that in our league too much, a lefty slider. It's coming in from way outside the play. I talked about this earlier, but it was really hard for me to see. I only I only had a couple hits off him, so I I see him as being probably, you know, upper tier sec, uh, number two pitcher in this league. Could be a number one on other teams, maybe. Do you think I should bring the spike curve back? I mean, you'd probably throw so many balls with that because it would just hit the ground instantly. <laughs> I think... What was the grip for that? You put your middle finger in the hole, and then it'd be like a slider grip, but you just have one finger in the hole. That's what Something it was. Like that, but it was like literally in the hole. So like when yeah, you released it, it, would give like some crazy spin. I can't do it now because my hands are bigger. That's true, yeah. So I, I don't think I can physically throw it anymore. <laughs> That's interesting. Daniel, any final thoughts before we end episode 12 of the Pipe It Up podcast? No, dude, I just... Uh, this, one ro- this one went quick, dude. You were just talking about Sean. I just think uh, the number two pitchers nowadays will be much more important for every team and every team's success. So who are you going to pitch Tomalka? Uh, I'm going to have to try out some arms. I think Tomalka's honestly our best bet for number two right now. It's, wow. It's making, me re- it's making me rethink my roster a lot, but we'll see. That's actually interesting. You could bring him in. I know. Well, there's so many options that you could do. Like I talked about this earlier, but you could – you could maybe if his hitting ability isn't there, you could you know just play him in game two, have the starting nod, bench somebody else, you know you know have Max play one game, have you know Neil Smith play two. You, there's a lot you can do with it, and I'm I'm kind of like going back and forth with with what I what uh, <laughs> I cannot talk today with what I should be doing with my team. Can like Sailor, Sailor can Aguilar. Sailor pitch? Yeah, dude. Okay. Me Sailor and Aguilar, I think is a really. I don't good remember group. him pitching at the. But of winter course, league. I still want Pierre and Kelly there, so I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> We both have to make some big decisions, I think. But I think that'll come after watching them play in the in the real league. That's true. All right, boys. You got anything else before we wrap this one up? No. I think it was a pretty good pod. I think it was a pretty good pod. Um, what minute are we at? You're always asking me, Dan. 50? I'm just curious. 51? Uh, so thank you for listening to the Pipe It Up podcast at Pipe It Up MLW on Instagram. Give us a follow. And go vote for the, the pod squad name. Is it pod squad or is it... Is it gonna be uh, just just guys, just guys being, being dudes. dudes? Let us know. Let us know your opinion. Go send in those votes. Championship matchup should be occurring right when you're hearing this. Maybe the next day. We'll see. But thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.